and sharing information, having really important conversations and wanting to really enact the type of world we all deserve to live in. So sending lots of love and gratitude out there to all these, all the folks out there. Getting to the uh, one of the articles I mentioned earlier, there's a couple different versions of it. This one comes from Vox, Vox.com. A record number of U.S. workers went on strike in 2018. Working class Americans haven't been this fed up with their employers since the 1980s. And I would imagine, I think a lot of us have been fed up for a long time. However, I think the way that we organize and show up, I think, is, is super important. And this was written by Alexia Fernandez-Campbell. Uh, and you can f- uh, follow her at, at Alexia Campbell on Twitter. And this came out on February 13th of this year. Last year's labor unrest started with a teacher strike in West Virginia and ended with Marriott, work- Marriott workers picketing across four states. A record number of U.S. workers went on strike or stopped working in 2018 because of labor disputes with employers, according to new data released Tuesday by the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. A total of 485,000 employees were involved in major work stoppages last year, the highest number since 1986, when flight attendants, garbage collectors, and still workers walked off the job. The increasing number of workers involved in labor strikes suggests that average Americans are not experiencing the quote-unquote economic miracle that President Fuckface, my words, not the words in the article, uh, have descri- has described. They see the economy expanding and profits growing, but this doesn't extend to their paychecks. Frustrated public school teachers were behind the year's largest walkouts, but hotel housekeepers and steel workers also organized strikes that lasted for days. Working class Americans haven't been this fed up with their employers since the 1980s, as this chart shows. And they have a chart. Um, I will do my best to describe the chart to listeners out there. You can also check out the article at Fox.com. And we've also, I believe we've shared this on the Weekly Review webpage. If not, I'll share it again right now. So so folks, if you are listening in uh, as, as I read, I... Then the chart is actually in the f- in the it's the photo included with the article, which is super helpful. I get frustrated. I get frustrated by th- certain th- lot, lot of things. Okay, to be honest, one thing I get really frustrated by is if I share an article and the article might be about a politician or about a policy, and the photo accompanying the article is a photo of said politician who makes my blood boil, and it's really frustrating to have to share this person's face over and over and over again. And so I appreciate it when there's graphs. Uh, and information like that that is included with the article. So if you go to facebook.com forward slash weekly rev, also like us. It's, you know, click the like button. I post more articles on there than I get to on the show. So if you would like to stay up to date with certain news, like us on Facebook. Great. So this chart, which I'm going to do my best to describe, is annual work stoppages involving 1,000 or more workers from 1947 to 2018. Uh, included are the number of work stoppages, the number of days idle, and the number of workers involved. On the vertical axis, it's the numbers going up to 3 million, uh, down to zero. And on the horizontal axis, it's the years. So starting from 1947, and then every every seven or every 10 years on the seven. So 47, 57, 67, et cetera, up to 2017. And we can see in the uh, 47 between 47 and 57, there are quite a few. A little bit lower between 67 and 77, but still quite a bit. And then really. Um, from 87 to 97, very few, uh, even fewer from 97 to 2007, and then low from 2000 to 2017, and then there's a spike going back up. 
To be clear, in the article it says, uh, to be clear, not all four, and also it's from the U.S. Department of Labor are the folks who provided this chart. To be clear, not all 485,000 workers involved in the stoppages were on strike. That number includes people who couldn't work because employers temporarily shut down operations during the walkouts. It also includes lockouts in which an employer refuses to let workers do their jobs when they are involved in a contract dispute. But nearly all of the 20 major work stoppages in 2018 involved massive labor strikes, which ended up boosting wages for thousands of workers. And... Excuse me. Public school teachers fueled a lot of the resistance. Here are the four largest strikes of the year based on workdays missed and number of employees involved. All right. First, we have the Arizona teacher strike. Arizona, excuse me, I'm burping a lot. Uh, maybe that's TMI. Probably not TMI. It's a human function. It's happening. I'm just letting the listeners know, it's, since I don't have a camera here and you can't see what's happening, that's what's happening. The Arizona teacher strike. Arizona teachers organized the largest walkout of the year last April. About 81,000 teachers and school staff didn't work for six days, adding up to a total of 486,000 lost days of work, according to the new data. Teachers in the state were protesting low pay and cuts to public education funding. Like the teachers who went on strike in West Virginia and Oklahoma, teachers in Arizona are among the lowest paid in the country and have suffered some of the deepest cuts to public school funding, largely a result of steep Republican tax cuts that didn't bring the promised economic windfall. Nearly all of the state's 2,000-plus schools closed during the walkout. The state's teachers returned to class on May 4th after the state legislature gave them a 20% salary raise over three years and some extra funding for public education. Teachers didn't get everything they wanted, though. They had asked legislators to raise business and income taxes on wealthy, Arizonans to, rescore, Arizonans to restore cuts to public education, and boost anemic teacher salaries. Republicans gave in to some of the demands for more funding, but they're not paying for the salary hike with new taxes on the wealthy. Fuck them. That's my comment, not part of the article. Oh, there's my, I sigh, I groan, it's necessary. Instead, the legislature passed a fee on motorists and shifted most of the cost of desegregating schools from the state to tax payers in low-income school districts. Those levies will largely hit working and middle-class households. <sighs> Arizona teachers were inspired to go on strike after watching teachers in Oklahoma demand higher pay earlier that month. Next up, the Oklahoma teacher strike. Oklahoma educators organized the second largest strike of 2018 back in April. About 45,000 school teachers and staff refused to go to work for nine days, adding up to a total of 405,000 lost days of work. Oklahoma's teachers were rebelling against years of deep cuts to education that have left 20% of public schools on a four-day week schedule, an average teacher salary that lank 49th lowest in the country. Teachers in Oklahoma demanded $3.3 billion over the next three years for school funding, benefits, and pay raises for all public employees. Many state employees joined the strike as well. They rallied for days at the Capitol in Oklahoma City, prompting nearly half of the state's 500-plus school districts to shut down. The schools that closed serve about 75% of the state's students. Nine days later, the teachers' union returned to work. They got $479 million in extra school funding from state lawmakers, including raises, a fraction of what they wanted. <sighs> Next, the West Virginia teacher strike. 
Teachers in West Virginia launched the first major strike of the year in February. A total of 35,000 educators and school staff didn't go to work during the stoppage, adding up to a total of 318,600 lost workdays. Teachers in the state hadn't gotten an across-the-board salary raise since 2014 and were among the lowest-paid teachers in the country. The average teacher salary in the state was $44,701 in 2016, according to the National Education Association, ranking West Virginia 48th in the nation in average teacher salaries. Lawmakers, both Democrats and Republicans, have been cutting corporate and business taxes for more than a decade. As a result, public schools have been losing millions of dollars each year in state money, which is the main source of funding for local schools, followed by local property taxes. The amount of money the state of West Virginia now spends on each student is 11.4% lower than it was before the economy tanked in 2008. So, West Virginia teachers went on strike, shutting down all public schools in the state for nine days. The walkout ended after the governor and state leaders agreed to give teachers what they wanted, a 5% raise and a hold on increasing health insurance premiums. And finally, we have the Marriott Workers' Strike. The largest hotel strike in U.S. history happened back in October, when 6,000 Marriott employees in four states refused to go to work until the company agreed to give them a raise and increase their benefits. By the end of the two-month strike, a total of 215,900 workdays were lost. In December, about 2,500 striking hotel workers in San Francisco ratified a new contract with the hotel chain after months of tense negotiations, according to their labor union, Unite Here. It was the final deal reached during the stoppage, which had spread to 23 Marriott hotels in eight cities. Hotel housekeepers, bartenders, and other staff grew frustrated with Marriott over the summer after the labor contracts for about 12,000 workers started to expire. They were trying to negotiate better contracts to replace the five-year contracts that were ending, but progress was slow. By September, negotiations with the company had stalled, and workers across the country voted to authorize a strike. On Labor Day, police arrested 75 Marriott employees for blocking the street as they protested outside the Weston St. Francis Hotel in San Francisco. The strikes came at a time when the company was making record earnings. In recent years, Marriott International has grown into one of the largest and most profitable hotel chains in the world. After buying Starwood Hotels in 2016, the company now runs more than 6,500 properties, including the Ritz-Carlton, Sheraton, and Renaissance Hotels. The company is valued at about $49.4 billion, nearly double the value of Hilton, according to Forbes, and made $3.2 billion in profits in 2017 alone. The hotel chain's workers wanted a larger share of that revenue. They argued that servers and housekeepers' low wages, which vary by city, make it impossible to live in some of the nation's most expensive cities. They also asked the company to ease strenuous workloads that often lead to injuries and for more protection against sexual harassment and violence. The new union contracts vary by city, but in San Francisco, housekeepers got a $4 hourly raise for over the next four years. Right now, their median hourly wage is $23, according to the New York Times. Retiring employees will also get a small pension based on how many years they've worked at the company. Marriott also agreed to provide GPS-enabled panic buttons for housekeepers to alert security staff if a guest makes them feel unsafe while they're cleaning a room. The new contracts ended months of loud, heated protests outside of America's most iconic Marriott-owned hotels. 
The trend isn't slowing down. There are no signs of that worker angst has subsided. So far in 2019, teachers in two major cities have launched their own strikes, and I'm going to add three to that. Uh, in January, uh, Los Angeles uh, public school public school teachers ended a strike that shut down the nation's second largest school district for more than a week. As part of their deal with city officials, teachers agreed to a 6% raise and slightly fewer students in each classroom, according to Alex Caputo-Pearl, president of United Teachers Los Angeles, a labor union that represents about 34,000 public school teachers, nurses, librarians, and support staff in the city. And more than 2,000 teachers in Denver are on strike right now. Uh, and this was when the article was written. Now, I believe the strike, strike is over. Uh, educators want the school district to overhaul the compensation system, which relies heavily on bonuses that fluctuate wildly from year to year. They also say the their base salaries are too low for Denver's high cost of living and aren't keeping up with pay in neighboring districts. They've pointed out that the district has way more administrators than other districts of similar size, which eats into the school budget. If 2018 is any indication, there's a good chance that these new strikes are just the beginning. And of course, as we heard earlier in the program today, also the Oakland teachers are, all, are all also on strikes. So They're sending lots of love and solidarity to them as well. Whew. I'm going to take a break and rest my voice for a moment. When we come back, we'll have some more news for you. And here we have uh, another song from Yuna, Live Your Life. We'll be back in a little bit, so please do stay tuned. You're listening to Mutiny Radio. Something more. Live if you really want to. Live if you really want to. 
wanna see, we wanna see your dark heart, your dark heart. We wanna see, we wanna see your dark heart, your dark heart. Welcome back to the Weekly Review. Uh, that was another song from Tongue. You can check them out at Bandcamp. Uh, Tongue, T-U-N-N-G dot Bandcamp dot com. This is from the album Songs You Make at Night. Thanks to Stefan for uh, sharing that album. I hadn't heard it before. Uh, we've got a couple more things before we wrap up the show. Coming up next is Women's Magazine with Global Val starting at 2 p.m., followed by the Common Thread Collective at 3 p.m. Lots of great shows here at Mutiny Radio, so please do come on by. We've got open doors here. So come on, check us out. Another story here. (sighs) Deep sigh. That's from Democracy Now. We've also seen it reported in a lot of other outlets. Uh, White supremacist Coast Guard, a lieutenant had his quote-unquote hit list of Democratic targets. This came out on February 21st. In Maryland, an active-duty Coast Guard lieutenant will appear in court today. Again, this is from the 21st. Uh, after being arrested last Friday, after federal investigators discovered, or excuse me, uncovered a domestic terror plot to kill high-profile liberal figures, including Democratic lawmakers, media personalities, and judges. 49-year-old Christopher Paul Hassan, a self-described white nationalist, reportedly had a stockpile of 15 guns and more than 1,000 rounds of ammunition. His hit list included House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, civil rights pioneer Angela Davis, freshman Congress members Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Ilhan Omar, uh, MSNBC host Chris Hayes, and Democratic presidential hopefuls Senators uh, Kristen Gillibrand, Elizabeth Warren, Cory Booker, and Kamala Harris, among others. Hassan was reportedly inspired by the far-right Norwegian terrorist Anders Breivik, who in 2011 killed 77 people in a bomb attack and a mass shooting. In a draft email obtained by prosecutors, Hassan wrote, I am, ugh, I'm not even going to fucking read his gross-ass fucking words, but fuck him and fuck white supremacists. Oh, fucking disgusting. And there's also, uh, there's many active duty members that think it's important for folks to remember that these are folks who are quote unquote in the, it's super fucking disturbing. And also just recognizing that, and it's a lot to get into. If we talk about the militarization, this country's militarization, who's serving in the military and what the military does. And there are folks like this with these beliefs who are, and this is just one of them. So it's important to get the, of course, these, you know, these news stories don't make as much 
headway as some other news stories that you know have a lot of other quick clickbait to do so it's important to get that out there and again this article is from uh, democracy now and a few other news sources have also reported it <sighs> meanwhile lots of anti-fascists have been able to get white supremacists fired from their jobs so that's something else that's another way of you know moving forward with fighting back against these folks <sighs> initially i wanted to end on something positive um, I do have a audio clip, um, folks from Code Pink, um, who often uh, go and they disrupt these meetings, uh, talk about disrupting the military industrial complex. Uh, so Ariel Gold and Medea Benjamin are two of the folks from Code Pink who often do this. So they have tweeted, you can follow them at Code Pink, just at C-O-D-E-P-I-N-K, Code Pink. I'm going to play a little bit of audio. It's a little, little under two minutes. Um, from them disrupting uh, Carlos Vecchio, uh, illegitimate Venezuelan quote-unquote president Juan Guaido's envoy to the U.S. The U.S. is facilitating a coup that may very well lead to a civil war. We say no coup, no civil war, no imperialism. Hashtag hands off Venezuela. We'll hear this uh, clip, we'll play some music, and then we'll, we'll wrap up the show. So uh, here we go. I want to say these people are fraud. They don't represent the Venezuelan people. They are representing the U.S. Or ah, sorry about that. We've got a little bit of technical difficulties here. For some reason, it's created uh, coup. This is a very dangerous situation. They want to create a crisis at the border that would be a justification for U.S. intervention. This has nothing to do with a humanitarian situation. Indeed, for a humanitarian situation, the U.S. would lift the economic sa sanctions that have exacerbated the crisis. The issue at the border now is something that is politicizing humanitarian aid. That is why the Red Cross, the United Nations, and all the legitimate humanitarian groups have insisted that they will not touch this aid. What we need now is negotiations. These people here want to take Venezuela to a path of civil war and U.S. intervention. What the Venezuelan people need is negotiations mediated by Mexico, I'm almost finished, mediated by Mexico, by the Uruguayans, and by the Vatican. So let's say that if you indeed care about the people of Venezuela, you will be calling for negotiations. You will not recognize these people who are willing pawns in a Trump-orchestrated coup d'etat. Thank you for listening to the Voice of Reason. Gracias. All right, so that were that was uh, Medea Benjamin speaking from uh, Code Pink. Thank you. You can follow them uh, at you. Code Pink on Twitter. Grateful for all the folks who speak truth to power. You know, that's gonna that's gonna do it for the show today. Can play one more song, and coming up next at 2 p.m. is Women's Magazine with Global Val. See lots of guests here in the studio. So looking forward to hearing this program. Stay tuned, uh, Mutiny Radio, and one more song from the band Tongue. And uh, yes, uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks so much for all the folks out there for listening and thanks for all you do in the world.
Swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have 
incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls, trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties, the food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. Show 
Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips, don't. <laughs> know anything about it sorry all on my limited view yes every tuesday from 12 to 2 uh oh you can if you can also find us on apple Podcasts. oh yeah and google play and stitcher itunes oh you already said that tune in radio uh stitcher you said that spotify oh my god there's just so many and overcast um yes you can also find us on social media m as in mary l as in larry p as in peter podcast mov podcast is our handle Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your review. Yes. Bye. Bye. That that kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I $5. I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Four ninety-nine.
listener, it's that time of year again. March 1st through 5th, it's time for the 4th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, 5 days, all here at Mutiny Radio 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. 25 shows, 5 days, amazing comics from all over the United States here in San Francisco to entertain you with 25 differently themed shows hosted by local San Francisco comedians bringing you comedians from all over the United States here. Everything will be live, live streaming and podcast post. Get your tickets, $10 a show, 25 shows, a million laughs. It's the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival brought to you by Benders, Counter Offer and Subliminal SF. of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink. Have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays. Taco Tuesdays. First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs Thursday. Parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. 
Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips, don't. <laughs> know anything about it sorry all on my limited view yes every tuesday from 12 to 2 uh oh you can if you can also find hey we're recording again uh we're here at the parkside the parkside and we're getting ready for the rad part the last rad part of tonight guys have listened to War Bison and Murphy's Law and now we're very excited.
side. I still don't know what the headlining band is because I'm a dickbag. If Jonathan was here, he would tell us, and I'd feel terrible. Because he would know, and it's something super awesome. Now... Something's going to happen, and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> at the bar, I hope, getting beers. We're all confused. There's lots of people, and we're by the thing that takes pictures of people like Homily. Oh, there you are. Get in there, baby. Get in there, baby. So I asked her, and he said, Tell me which songs you guys are recording, and then write me out a list of what you're recording. And I was like, uh, we're just gonna come up to you after the show and tell you we recorded the whole show like we did, and ask again if we were allowed to do it. Like, dude, this is very tough for me to say this. And I was like, look, it was like, look, nobody said, uh, had no problem because we are. We have no uh, broadcast commercials. We have nothing going on with any ad. We are the smallest, but the best. We get a lot of downloads, but we don't get all these downloads. And we have nothing to do with FCC regulation. We just have a lot of fun, and we're uh, we're a pirate radio station. But we call this radio. I need to see that before you do it. Absolutely. So, at the end of the show, we can possibly talk to you about it. But other than that, I'm going to be able to hit you up. We're recording your show! In a good way. I will never play anything without anybody's permission. We're recording this right now, but if we don't have the band's permission, of course we will not play it. But once we get the band's permission, yay, we will play it. But seriously.
up and coming out this Sunday night support and see Thank you very much. Give yourselves a hand. Thank you so much. Much appreciated. What? You work for the Queen? No, he said Queen's New York. He's talking about Albany. What are we, a geography class? Like we mentioned, it's Pride Weekend. Oh wow, one person. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Today's Sunday. The Lord's Day. I got this little speech that's kind of corny, but we don't like to get political in our show. We have to have fun, but you got to understand, no matter who's in the White House, we got a piece of shit in the White House. He wasn't no fucking saint either, all right? They're all out for their rich friends who are all the same fucking people. They don't give a shit about any of us. I know you know this. I know you all know this. But what they're trying to do is divide us. They want to divide us so they can keep us fighting, so they can make themselves richer with more tax breaks. Pantomime trickle down, it ain't gonna happen. So don't buy this shit! Don't get scared of brown people. Don't be scared of gay people. They want the same things we all want. We all want the same shit. Less taxes, taking care of our families, and living a good life, right?
reserved will not know what's going to happen. Now remember, anyone goes down, we pick them up, right? The most important rule, you fall down and get hurt, you don't sue us in the club. War Bison! If the security opens the door, you guys make it outside, all right?
weather weathered or not with the double zero as a placeholder to hold or to bother though the finery of lines drawn up to be just and see and will do redo statements of facts on printed cards for the payment of self and addressed stationery and a letter opener see the qualms of the parallel it starts here and always does and as about and the time settles it all as the sediments produced and felt in either direction we find the you and the you about selfless coming of annuity of annuity from the past and up and the not yet seen or to be understood yet always some and some more are and orange you may find that to in the kind time between non-failure the errors about all the time and time being coupled as they are as in coupler the accountants measured in board but just as an analog to the analog representable like its seismic counterpart and gentle enough this voice brings you the conscious of consumer science and the epileptical centripetal non-forceries to drop the question on the floor and throw it into the mix for others to question in a defaulting state of discovery the ground up helix is the reflection of air and sound and you've reached the center if and only just to listen this is aqua q and a refrigerant of texture on this the 17th of may station one We bring you now, Radio Levin, that Monday the 5 p.m. time slotted bodgery for wit to stick and ponder, just and real and time and again, coming up next, two and a half feet, written for the non-hospital in you, and your fellow to follow up stalk, as in the utter ludicrosity of measure, sized up and bite-sized, do also listen to the real timety of spatial quasinetry, awre.fm radio, on all the time, and spaced out bliss from station one to ground station. To reprisals of Radio 11, the 24-hour clock sees all measure of leisure to the episodical epistemologicals of non-sediment, we proceed now to the next, and for with and not without, join me now, Aqua Q. To right feet on backwards tackle nonsense in a sensical sensual causal relationship of worldly matters of materially frown testicular emotioning questions of checkery and balanced an even more set of throws into the early to be evening, if that was your time of night, and it was, not to stop bother or just that it was, slily changed and to the left again, patter as if that pattern was gently dipped into a spiky street of electrics whizzed by with the murmurs of hearts neatly tucked behind stereos while mild chatter of the news events of a day yet to come more was happening a world away, as it always was and thus reported into the airwaves if you were inclined or reclined to listen or let it flow into as the FM programming you choose to start your day. When the day becomes and turns away the night which you forget for the purposes of sanity, 
yet seek it again on a regular basis to maintain such a staticity of non-forgetfulness, only slightly to offset the ends of sanity again, and again, which oddly fits your design, or did and does by memory alone, as you may be in these moments as listening again, what is it that continues the forces of life inside any of us, or simultaneously all of us, and also what brings death and is that in sequence or altogether? Is death perhaps overworked these days, and should we feel sorrow for a job which ought not to return a lot of satisfaction to such a non-forced force of zeroing out, or is it a time of jubilee for the finals to be lifted and sorted or tossed around on sleds into a trucked city vehicle while their families ponder from far away if they'll see their child in the stars that very evening, or perhaps next week, and wait. It was a ghost town. This town outside of town, where the reported and seemingly dead arrived, in a bus, to a bar which nay served alcohol, at a time which was neither between day or night, and as it unloaded, the people on it, looked forward and around a bit, and didn't talk or offer each other a help of any kind, for that's what got them into this predicament. And it was a predicament, preceded by a non-behavior and thrown under, their arms like the pillow they brought to bed and perhaps still had clinging on as some to the last bits of electrics which grounded them to this, the planet of their choosing, as delivered their lifetime ago by that hopped up beast of perhaps a stork, or shot out of a cannon as they now remembered, making their way towards a new challenge, delivered at that very hospital, or one near and far away from their hearts, which were no longer beating themselves up like the drummer they perhaps followed, or perhaps even made a sound in motion to start their own circle, and did. Well did, was the operative word here, and there was no operation. For some this was a relief and for others they'd hoped of a bit more fervor in their demise, instead of this old bus, which was now pulling away to get some more. And the more company it brought, you'd think the mood would change, or that the party would start, and that life would begin again for these souls without narrow pair of sock on some, perhaps too rich to go poor on the streets they loved, or even not given the chance to go mad and rediscover a world of living before they unchoose to, well, what had happened? Death was standing over, just there. But he had a sort of uniform on. Not the usual one you'd expect, big black coat with cold black eyes you couldn't see. And he had a voice. Again, not the usual tonal somber one you'd see in film but a quiet calm and directing voice, as he took out a map and motioned to a set of others on where this next lot was meant to settle. A settlement for the dead. On this planet? Or in it? There was a hole up ahead. Some people were already walking towards it, perhaps that's where they were meant to go in such a malaise of non-reasoning, they reasoned with each other and some began to point. The men pointed back at them and motioned. There was a young man, or perhaps a young woman though likely it was a manning based on his pajamas he'd been comfortable up until a moment ago, or several, counting the Riga's route which the bus took on its way up here. Or was it down here? He pondered. The lights were still visible from where he stood, that way over there. That warm city, and now this cold plot in plotted bit of land with a warmish hole. That was their reasoning. The man's name had to be reminded to himself at this moment, by the too soon pair of other uniformed men who approached him and called to his attention his new identification. It goes on your toe, sir, was a bit of laughter from the other. We tag him and bag him and you have made a grade up to the other level one said. Oh. It's just I. Was a stammering about to happen. 
he thought he'd get his bearings first, but time in this place was not a luxury as it was on the, and where am I? Level K, said the other. That's where we're taking you. Answers to his questions were not forthright and he decided he would walk along and discover what the men were up and about. They looked down at his feet and turned with each other and walked a bit in the direction our character was thinking of going in anyway. They all moved forward. One had a radio, and it twackered every 30 seconds or so. No audio and there was a solemn understanding between them.